coming up this week. Anaheim Resort Transit gives their drivers notice. A, I'm using air quotes, citizen group takes aim at two of the luxury hotels planned for Anaheim, and auditions are set for the Main Street Electrical Parade. I want to be a turtle. Uh, plus later, <laughs> Michael continues his look at Disneyland in the 1980s. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 619, for the week of October 16th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hello! Mary Jo Mulata willie Hello! And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony is not traveling this week, and yet he's still not here. Um, he's he's doing something with his sons tonight. Tonight, so um, I offered to let him like know, Fred, plug outside my driveway. Yeah, he's know, in Burbank somewhere for something, yeah, and I offered yeah. to have him plug outside my driveway. But no, yep, no, he was only Tom gets that special right, effect. Right, right. I know. <laughs> so, hello to our friends listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen to us live. Uh, head over to Mixler.com. It's M-I-X-L-R.com. Every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. And listen and chat live with the other Mixlerites that are listening and chatting live. Um, and also don't forget about the rest of our Dis Unplugged family of podcasts. Every Monday, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. The Orlando Show streams live on YouTube every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. I'm sorry. Yeah, every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Universal Show streams live every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific. And Diz Pop is released Friday-ish. Uh, and of course, every Monday through Friday, the Daily Fix at um, 9 a.m. Pacific. And it's October, which means connecting with Walt is right in the middle of the fun, Michael. That's right. So this Friday, October 21st, Craig and I are launching a new series. We are actually going to begin a discussion of all of Walt Disney's animated films. This will take years. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, but it's something I've always wanted to do. And uh, so what Craig and I are going to do is we're going to visit Walt Disney's first studio, Laughagram Studio in Kansas City, Missouri. So join us. Very cool. On iTunes. There you go. Nice. <laughs> On the new feed. And don't right. forget to write a review. A positive one, please. <laughs> it helps uh, others find the podcast. Right, exactly. It does. Thank you. Um, there was a couple Give Kids the World notes. Of course, the Southwest Diz Meet is coming up in February. If you haven't looked into it, make sure you do. It's going to be the weekend of February 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, the main event's going to be held at the Grand Legacy, uh, but there's other things going on. I uh, definitely want to check that out. Um, head to SWDismeet at, I'm sorry, SWDismeet.eventzilla.net, and we'll have links in the show notes, and it's all over Facebook. Um, they also just added a link to, if you wanted to just donate to the Southwest Dismeet, you can do that as well, but we hope to see, we, well, we don't see you there. 
Um, also this weekend was a, an event at Knott's Berry Farm where they had a reunion of sorts for families that, uh, have visited Give Kids a World. Um, and we had some listeners help out there. I don't know if any of them are in the chat room at this point. Um, they may still be there helping out, but, uh, we had a couple listeners go over there and help, um, set up and, and, and serve the family. So that's really, really cool. I wish I could have been there. Sounds like it would have been a, a rewarding event. I think so. Yeah. Um, you did something fun today, Mary Jo. I did. I, um, participated in, I think it was their 40th event hmm. for mouse adventure at right. Disneyland. So actually it was at California Adventure. They didn't do it at Disneyland this time, but I was with a new team, my um, regular team and nobody could play. So I kind of, um, I joined another team and it was, we had so much fun, but I will tell you all when you go first thing in the morning to Disneyland, pay attention because the parking, um, they don't let you park in the parking structure. If you're coming from the southbound uh, five freeway. I'm sorry, northbound, northbound five, five freeway. freeway. Yeah, yeah. The northbound five freeway, and and if you're on Harbor Boulevard and you're trying to get to Mickey and Friends, they shut it off, but um, or they cut it off. So I was able to come over the bridge from the southbound five freeway. I got in. Parking was um, the lines were long to get in because I got it there probably around a quarter to eight. Um, and by 8.30, they had opened up the lanes to everybody. So it's just in the in the very early morning uh-huh. that they block it off, but then they open it up. But it's really confusing. So um, what was happening is the people who parked at the Toy Story parking lot, because of all the pedestrians, only one car was going per light. So it took a good 40 minutes just to get to the parking lot. So. Wow. Yeah, it was, um, some of our players were very frustrated and a lot of people got there late to the kickoff uh-huh. because of the situation being redirected to Toy Story. So, you know, just these happen, you're going to get to the park. So just kind of keep your head about you so you can make sure that, um, you don't get turned around when yeah. you're going to the parking lots. Always give yourself, yeah, extra, but anyway, always give yourself extra time when you're going to do something like that. Anyway, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if you're going to go early in the morning, but yeah. we had a blast. It was as, as usual, we didn't get nearly everything done, mm-hmm. but the weather was fantastic. Everybody was in a good mood and, um, we had fun. It's always fun seeing things that looking at, at the park in a different, way than what the normal tourist would exactly you know so and we've done that before with the race la when we (laughs) Uh tested it out well you know there's a there's a trivia contest for our scavenger hunt for the disney coming up in february Woohoo! and anybody want to test it out for it with me sure i want to test it out (laughs) i have the link um so i may i mean maybe if we don't test it out we could be on one of the teams exactly um, yeah yeah, you could have your know, all star team. Ooh, they can donate extra money to oh, have one of our, our, our team members on their team. <laughs> Wouldn't Don't. that be fun? Especially if we help test it out. Yeah, we'll we'll bring down we'll <laughs> bring down their scores. Mary jo, I bet Mary Jo and Michael will get big bids. <laughs> we'll we can see. auction you off. Um, one thing we haven't I have I had that I haven't mentioned for a while. Um, if you are planning a summer vacation and Alaska is in your 
crosshairs. Um, there are a couple opportunities to travel with members of the Disney Plug team in July of next year. Uh, John and Kevin are going on the Explorer of the Seas, uh, July 28th, the Royal Caribbean ship out of Seattle. And I will be on the, that's a, and that's a seven night. I will be on the Disney Wonder, uh, July 24th out of Vancouver, and that's a, the nine night vacation. So. Aren't if you you're, celebrating something too? I yeah, that's a it's my it's a celebration of my fiftieth birthday a little bit late, so like a month late. So, um, if you want to travel with, on either of those, be sure to contact your Dreams Unlimited travel agent, and they will gladly help you out. Um, any other housekeeping? I I do. Go ahead, Michael. I have a couple of things. Okay. Uh, well. Uh, we know we've been talking about MouseCon. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, tickets for Northern California's only Disneyana fan convention, MouseCon, are now on sale. So you can save $2 on advanced tickets for those who are um, 15 years and older. Um, just go to the official MouseCon website, and we'll have a link to that in our show notes. Tickets are currently a really it's it's a steal ten dollars um the regular prices are twelve dollars for adults um five dollars for children eight to fourteen and it's free for little mouseketeers seven years and younger um they've also announced a new guest this week johnny whitaker oh wow and yeah is that cool of course many of us from my generation know best know him for playing brian keith's nephew jody in the 1966 tv show family affair uh he also played though in a lot of other tv shows and films he was in a number of walt disney films including the biscuit eater napoleon and samantha with jody foster and the snowball express um among um a few more he is so he'll be there on November sixth at the Crown Excuse Plaza me, in Concord. Mm-hmm. One of his most famous shows that he was on that when I was a kid, I used to watch was Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Thank okay. you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's all right. No, that's all right. You're right. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. I was more of an HR Puffin stuff <laughs> boy. Yeah, that's exactly what I think of when I think of that one. Yeah. So, but anyway, so it's, it is, um, going, he's going to be there November 6th at the Crown Plaza in Concord. As Tom mentioned last week, this is a new location. He will be there all day greeting fans and talking about working for Disney. And of course, in Mary Jo's very favorite, um, television show, Sid and Marty Croft in Sigmund and the Sea Monster. So now, you know, you have to come up for this, Mary Jo, you know, be the fangirl. Well, you do. I um, grew up with Johnny Whitaker. He was what Huck Finn also. He was. I, mm-hmm. I remember yeah, in the that. musical. Mm-hmm. And who wrote the songs for that film? Uh, Richard and the Sherman Brothers wrote the music for that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so MouseCon is on November 6, 2016 at the Crown Plaza. That is at 45 John Glenn Drive in Concord, California. It's just two blocks from where the venue was last year. So for more information, you can check out their website and Facebook page. They don't update their website with any sort of frequency, but they do their Facebook page. So I'd check that out. We will have links to both sites in our show notes. Uh, I have a couple of others. Um, Remember a few weeks ago, we talked about Uncle Robert 
and I had said, oh, I thought his wife was Margaret, right. and yeah. but it kept showing up that it was Charlotte. Well, as I, of course, I wouldn't let it go. <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> and, and since I'm researching that era of Walt Disney's life right now for connecting with Walt, I'm doing a lot more reading on it. Um, Charlotte was Uncle Robert's second wife. Oh. Margaret was the first wife, but Robert and Charlotte had the only child. They they had children. Um, Robert and Margaret did not have um, children. So, so I think that's so we why right. Charlotte... Yeah, everybody was correct. Uh, but I think that's why Charlotte sort of gets top billing. <laughs> ah. Even though she was the second wife. So when... Uh, here's a, a spoiler for a future episode of Connecting with Walt. So, of course, when uh, they, they... Well, we talked about this. The garage that they had their first studio in, you know, Roy and Walt out there in L.A., um, it, was, it was Robert and Charlotte's home. But back in Kansas City, of course, it was Robert and Margaret who used to visit the family or back in Marceline. So anyway, and I want to give a couple of shout outs to listeners. I was at the Walt Disney Family Museum yesterday and he uh, he was um, I, I met Marla from Honolulu. She was just visiting the museum for the day and was actually uh, heading out to go to San Francisco International Airport. But she heard my voice as I was chatting in the uh, gift shop. So she came up and said hello. And she's a big fan of the show. So I wanted to say hello to her. And, of course, you never know where you're going to meet fans. Mm -hmm. I was in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania, um, which is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful, especially in the fall. And uh, I was out, Carol and I were out there for our son's wedding. And um, met a, I got a little ping from a listener who lived nearby. And so I met up with him and his father for for um, breakfast at the local Perkins. And so, and he gave me a really cool um, poster from 1973 Walt Disney World. And uh, anyway, so I want to give a shout out to Bobby and who's hoping to be, uh, he just graduated from high school. He's hoping to be um, uh, a cast member at Walt Disney World someday. And I, I have no doubt he will make that dream come true. So anyway, so, so that's it for my, my um, housekeeping. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Any other housekeeping? Yeah. Again, don't No, forget... I had a pretty boring week. Okay, good. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> Again, don't, don't forget to check out our show notes page. Plage. Wow. Disunplugged.com. That was good. Yeah, I know, right? And if you want to get hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at www.info.com. Wow, I almost blew that. Actually, I did blow that. Alright. If there is no more housekeeping, let's head over to me with the news. <coughs> it was actually a quiet week. I had to look for these. I had to look long and hard, but, I, you know, I, I came up with something. All right, so a conflict over health care costs between the Anaheim Transportation Network. Um, okay, yeah. so Anaheim Transportation Network is the parent company of the Anaheim Resort Transit. So the art buses. Yep. So the rest of the story, I'm gonna just going to call it ART, because it's easier than saying ATN or Anaheim Transportation Network. So, I'm going to start over. A conflict over healthcare costs between ART and a transit contractor, um, which is somebody, the person that's providing the drivers, could cost more than 300 bus drivers their jobs in November. Ouch. Uh, so First Transit staffs the ART buses. 
Um, its contract began in mid-2014. It was, was supposed to end in 2019. However, in July, First Transit asked Art to absorb some of its financial costs. Um, so First Transit submitted a bid to Art, but now they're thinking, oh gosh, that wasn't enough money, we want more. Um, citing, of course, increased uh, medical insurance costs and uh, sick leave costs and things like that. Uh, so, Art is taking in the option of canceling the contract with First Transit and has filed um, the proper notices with uh, the state that they are terminating all 319 employees as of November 30th. Wow. Um, oh, how, how? Well, I mean, what are they going to do? Um, this uh, yeah. First Transit has a contract. They said we're going to do it for this much money. It was it was like a it was like the people submitted bids, so they took you know and there could have been somebody else that. Uh, so, however, the, um, Art says that sh- shuttle service will not be interrupted. Uh, they are looking already for a new provider, and hope that uh, all the all the employees will just transfer over to the new the new provider. Um, they are interviewing new providers next week, so. They are ahead of the game, and so we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, this one should be fun. Um, I'm I'm just gonna read the basics, and then we can discuss. Citizens for a better Anaheim. Um, with why major, do I think they're not? With major funding <laughs> from United Unite Here Local Eleven. Uh, oh Jesus! Representing hotel workers in the Disneyland area. <clears throat> so Citizens for a Better Anaheim is trying to throw a wrench in the plans for two new hotels um, where both the Anaheim Plaza and the Annabella currently stand. Uh, they don't like the 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 new um, rewards that the hotel hoteliers are getting, the, the increased bed tax and things like that. So they collected 12,000 signatures. They delivered those to City Hall back in August. Uh, the clerk is verif- we're still working on verifying them, and they're going to be presented to the council on Tuesday. Uh, so, according to the, the, the city clerk, the council can, has three options. They can revoke the agreements that gave these hotels the, the added benefit. Um, they can put it to a public vote in November of 2018. Or they can call a special election. The group can't change the these these signatures or this ref, referendum or whatever you want to call it. It can't change the details of the the offer that you know the what is it like all of ninety percent of the bed tax back or something over the next twenty years something crazy like that wasn't it? Um, they can't change that, um, but. Uh, what I'm gathering from the story is they can change who gets it, so they can take back who gets the 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 bed tax or or you know re, um, revoke it from these two particular hotels. Um, I'm assuming that uh, well, uh, both these new hotels are owned by the same company, which is the Wincom Group. So I'm assuming that the Unite. Here, local eleven hotel workers are 
ho- workers from those two hotels, maybe, or other hotels by the same group. I I don't know. Uh, but the crazy thing, these two hotels aren't even scheduled to begin building construction until 2019. So, which two hotels are they? The Anaheim Plaza and where the Anaheim Plaza is, and where the mm-hmm. Annabella is. Okay, I thought. Okay, this these are the this is the Annabella people. Yeah. That's yes. that was the first thing I yes, thought of. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So, uh, how they how they did this so quietly and and got got twenty twelve thousand sign. Well, of course they paid for them. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, they had to that. have. They paid people to stand out and collect signatures. Uh. But, I mean, this seems like something that shouldn't be, this, this is something that the council should make, be making the decision. This is not a, Mm -hmm. something that people need to be voting on, in my opinion. If they don't like this, they need to change the makeup of the city council. Exactly. That's why they elect. That's why they elected um, the city council to represent them and make decisions like this. Right. Exactly. I mean, to to. Um, I was going to say nickel and dime, but you know what I mean. I'm just petty things. Not that this is petty because this is a lot of money, but still, picking and choosing which projects they want to have a vote on just makes no sense at all. Mm So, isn't it how our state government works yeah, <laughs> these sorry, days? Yes, but yeah, you know, but um, yeah, and I, I'm believe me, I'm sorry to see the Annabella go, but right. I also believe, you know, we have a government, we've set up how it should work, right, and we have to let it work. Yep. And that is the news. Um, time for rapid fire. I will go first. Military tribute days return to Yay. to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Active or retired military personnel with ID can receive free admission for themselves and one guest, plus up to six additional tickets at a discounted rate. Um, the offer is good November 1st to the 18th and November 28th to December 16th. Um, I don't ever remember them like splitting it like that before, so looks like um, Thanksgiving is blocked out. Um, so for the first period, the November 1st through the 18th, additional tickets are 27. Uh, for the 28th to the 16th, additional tickets are 32. Um, so no, uh, normally the tickets online are around 43, so this is a significant savings. Uh, usually knots will follow up, um, or overlap the military days with, <coughs> with law enforcement, law enforcement days. Um, those haven't been announced yet. They said check back in early November. Uh, so I will let you know on that. But usually those will start probably November 28th and go through uh, the end of the year. And usually it's a similar discount. So we'll watch for that and let you know about that. Um, Mary Jo. Well, we've been hearing a lot about the electrical light parade or the Disney's electrical parade leaving Walt Disney world. And I think they already had their last um, showing, right? The Diz recorded it. They did. And here in California, we're really looking forward to it coming to Disneyland. And another indication that is coming is that Disney 
has auditions for the parade. So for those of you who like to perform and would like to perform at Disneyland, you have an opportunity um, to audition for the parade. And they're looking for male performers that would be auditioning on Saturday, October 22nd at 9 a.m. Female performers would be auditioning on Sunday, October 23rd at 9 a.m. And they're looking for a Main Street Electrical Parade fairy godmother. And she would be... Oh, wait, are they bringing back that float? I I hope so. Well, that's the blue, that's the blue fairy or, float. Or, oh, right. that's the blue fairy. That's Yeah, you're thinking that the, the fairy... No, I think now it's with Tinkerbell with all the, the lights, oh, yeah, right? But the fairy godmother, I believe... Walks um, with that really pretty blue light up cloak that she has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they will be having um, <clears throat> auditions for the Fairy Godmother on Sunday, October 23rd at 2 p.m. So, okay, the- if, you, if you all could audition for any role in that, what would it be? Ooh. If I were in shape, well, I'm too. <laughs> I'd probably be, I'd probably be like, like Doc. <laughs> I thought you'd be the fairy godmother. Well, I'm too short. Well, it could be. The no, fairy. you aren't. Oh, okay, I, you I, are. So <laughs> yeah, you are. Godmother. I, I would love to be the fairy godmother. I oh. think you have to be at least five three to be the fairy godmother. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't. I'd have to wear stilts. I'm an <laughs> or you know, platform shoes. Yeah, that would look really good toddling across the street. But what would you be, Michael? I don't know. I'd have to be a face character, a costumed, you know, character. I don't. I would love to be Pinocchio because that's my favorite, you know, animated classic film. I mean, I would love to be Mickey Mouse, but I'm not a short teenage girl, so um, I would love to be <laughs> Pinocchio. What about you, Nancy? Ooh, I would either love to be one of the. Um, one of the fun dancers um, with, you know, the big giant wings, or I would want to drive one of the, one of the turtles oh. or the, you know, cause I've be actually fun. been inside those and gotten to play around with the mechanism and turn it around. And it's so super fun. You know, kids get such a get uh, a kick when they go over there and, and, you know, make those sounds. Well, what's there. interesting is, is you don't rotate as the driver. You don't rotate; mm-hmm. it rotates around you. Oh, interesting. oh, that's cool! I didn't know that. It's it, it's a really fun mechanism where you sit in and it's got a gear shift off to the like I think it's the right or in between your legs or something, and it and it's just a joystick where you go forward, left, right, and then you push a button and then it rotates. So it keeps which explains why when they, when they spin around really fast, they then don't crash into yes. the yeah yes. <laughs> oh, they're really fun. Kind of, kind of funny to to watch. That would that's a fun one, Nancy. What about you, Tom? What would you like to be? I have no idea. Um, just trying to think of what costumes I would fit in. Maybe one of the dwarfs, or like, isn't Smee in the in the parade? That would oh, be fun. oh yeah, in the boat, isn't he in the He's boat? He's in that boat. Yeah. Uh-huh. That'd, that'd be, be a good one. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be, or that'd or, be the, fun or the turtle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's, that's ah, you wouldn't want to be one of those little Chuckies on top of the spinning ball. What? Isn't that what? Spectre Magic? Oh yeah, it is. Never mind. I'm sorry. I had a moment. Those <laughs> Chucky things are just so unnerving. May it rest in peace. Yes. 
I know, yeah, right? Yeah, really, pieces. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, mate, rest in pieces. Nice. That was a cool question, Michael. Oh, that thanks. Was- um, in addition, just as a as a side comment, also if um, you play in a band, they are also taking additions for the All American College Band. Already? Those additions wow. will be January, uh, November, and January. Say that again, Tom. I'm sorry. Already, they're taking additions for next summer. Huh? Yeah. Wow. They're they're taking it um, starting in there's like one in November, and then the rest are in January, cool. and February, very cool, and March. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Michael. Oh, I'm actually, this is going to be, this is a, a collision of two events that we've <laughs> talked about in the past uh, or, or well, two things. Anyway, uh, d- Tom has talked about Walt Disney's birthplace mm-hmm. and, and you interviewed someone from that. Yep, yep, and that's right. And also Mary Jo's talked about that terrific bus tour that's led by Bob Gurr, sort of around Walt Disney's, you know, you know, important locations in, in the life of Walt Disney that goes around LA. And well, guess what? You get both here on if you want to do these things and support Walt Disney's birthplace, which actually is the restoration of his home in Chicago. Uh, and uh, what that was designed, the home was designed by Flora Disney and built by Elias Disney, and it fell into disrepair over the years. And there's a they're they're doing a very good job of restoring this. And it, anyway, so if you're in the LA area on October twenty second, um, twenty sixteen, they are doing a tour at eleven a.m. It's called the uh, the Walt Disney. Los, uh, okay, Mary Jo, you can say it better than I can. Los Feliz Los Tour. Los Feliz Tour. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. And so what you do is you basically uh, go on a tour of Walt Disney's Los Feliz, um, California. Uh, when, you know, when Walt got on that train to California from Kansas City, he, as we discussed uh, a couple episodes ago, it, he... Um, he went to his uncle Robert's house and that was his first home whose second wife was named Charlotte, by the way. Uh, <laughs> when do you know that, Michael? We talked a little while ago that that property was under the threat of demolition and mm-hmm. the Walt Disney birthplace and friends of the Walt Disney birthplace have stopped that process for now. So what they want to do is, take you to Uncle Robert's home and also going on a lot of other areas that are associated with the start of Walt's career. And what is cool is that just like Mary Jo did, you will be enjoying the trip with a very special guest, Disney Imagineer and legend Bob Gurr. So some of the things you'll see during the tour, you'll see Walt's early homes and business addresses at the very start of his career. Uh, You'll go to the carousel where Walt sat and thought up the ideas for Disneyland over at Griffith Park. You'll also go to um, locations which where you'll learn more about Walt's story and his life with his lovely wife, Lillian Disney. You'll also go to the I'm Walking Way residence that Walt moved to when he became successful. And you will then go to um, Walt's final um, resting place. And then the tour wraps up with lunch at Walt and some of the other animators and Imagineers' favorite restaurant, the Tam O'Shanter. And, and who knows, maybe you'll see Dick Van Dyke, as I did when I was there. Um 
you also another special guest for this tour another guide is mindy johnson she wrote the book uh tinkerbell and evolution i saw her at a destination d event yes. oh well tom you were there too yeah. um a while back she is writing a couple of other movies uh, i'm sorry a couple of other fil- um, books one i'm really excited about ink and paint the women of walt disney's animation is um, going to be coming out soon. So anyway, so this, you get a lot for this. And it is, um, we will have a link to where you can purchase your tickets in the show notes. It is $75. There is a service fee, so it's $78.62 with that. You do meet at Griffith Park. Um, it is, again, October 22nd, 2016. And it is it begins at 11 a.m., but they would like you to arrive by 1030 and uh, anyway, and I wish I were going to be down there because I would definitely do this. So and lunch is included with the price of your ticket. So enjoy. If anybody goes on this, let us know what you think. Very cool. Um, OK, so Mindy Johnson, she was the OK, she wrote. But she was the one that discovered the face model of Tinkerbell, right? Yes, she's Margaret Carey's bestest friend. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Who is the other? Uh, the, uh, the um Mindy Johnson. No, no, she discovered <laughs> yeah. the the face model. Right, right, exactly. Which is the other lady? But, yes, but of course Margaret Carey right, has yes. made right, yeah, a career out of being, being the, the body model, one and only yeah. model for yeah. Tinkerbell. Yes. But what? Yes, I, what, but but where I was going is the 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 other lady was a ink and paint girl. If yes, I remember she correctly, was. so that kind of leads mm-hmm. into the new book. That's right. Yeah. And she's also um she's also collaborated with um another another book um Mark Davis Walt Disney's Renaissance Man which is a, a really nice book. She's also writing um another book uh that's about to come out Walt Disney the animated movies. Um the, the Diz just I pre-ordered mine and the Diz just uh wrote a little article on the price tag for this book. <laughs> but um it's 600 pages oh well you know and yeah and so it should be very good thank you michael uh nancy did we lose nancy we did lose Nancy. maybe she fell asleep she may have um while we're waiting for her to find her phone you want to talk about that exhibit that or that presentation you went to michael yeah yeah, I was at the Walt Disney Family Museum yesterday. They did a special exhibit or a presentation for members um, that was called Tales of Ghoulish Delight, Creating the Haunted Mansion. They had two sessions of it. Actually, old school Mike was there with me. Uh, the speakers were Kim Irvine, art director of Walt Disney Imagineering. There was also Ed Square. He um, worked in the Walt Disney Archives Photo Library for 17 years, and he is uh, he also worked in Disney Interactive, and he loves the Haunted Mansion. Uh, more on him later. Turns out he uh, I have a little connection with him. And then Walter Magnuson, he did he was responsible for a lot of special events at the Walt uh, at Disneyland, including a lot of the he sort of introduced the special AP events. Um, at Disneyland and a lot of Club 33 events and premium offerings for VIPs. Okay, so anyway, so um, Kim Irvine talked about, well, of course, her father-in-law, Dick Irvine, the first president of WED, and uh, and so and and just um, 
Oh, gosh, you know, just sort of how he designed the park and, and, and things like that. And Ken Anderson, oh, you know, he he wrote a very detailed script. So they talked about that. But he was a proponent of having the shabby building hidden by trees. And what happened was Ed Squire sort of got into the whole. Uh, he talked a lot about the three different scripts that were written for the uh, for the Haunted Mansion. And so or Ed Square, I should say. And so he talked about Ken Anderson's script. And that's the one that a lot of people already know about. The guide, uh, there was a host. It, t- it was a walkthrough, took about 40 guests um, through the mansion. And in you had every show scene, you had about a minute and a half. Um, the guide had to get the guests through each scene in order to sort of keep the, you know, the flow going here. And it was all um, narrated by a lonesome ghost. Um, There was, and it was, it had a lot of humor in it. There was a scene with Anne Boleyn where they talked about how she, she, she lost her head and she needs to get it together before the wedding. Um, How the, there is a scene where you walk into a bedroom and everything's floating. This was the, the theme was the wedding. There was a wedding and everything, the whole bedroom appeared to be floating and the, and the the best man, man was from, you know, he had hung himself. So they talked about, Oh, nothing's going on right now. The best man is just hanging around. The big scene was out sort of in the cemetery. There was the headless horseman. And then the final scene was the wedding and everything goes wrong. Everything comes crashing down. There's water coming down and all that. And it had to reset, um, every 90 seconds. They weren't too sure how that was going to happen. Um, then in 1963, they, Mark Davis worked on a script. This is the only time he ever worked on a script. And he was um, he was working on a New York World's Fair. The Haunted Manson facade was up by then. He had a few key scenes that stand out in the script. There was a gallery where the pictures come to life and they speak. All the ghosts sort of start speaking to each other. But one ghost is missing. And because of that missing ghost out of the painting, um, all the other ghosts are scared. And then that's the that's the running theme of it. And um, that all the ghosts are frightened of this missing ghost. that's now roaming the halls. Um, also, Mark had a lot of humorous um, scenes in it because, you know, Mark, Mark was known for his humor and his theme of the mansion also was that it was um, a, a, a mansion for where the ghosts retired. So there were a lot of uh, scenes like that, like a, a ghost is taking a bath and scrubbing his back and, and, you know, things like that. Well, it turns out that the scary ghost um, at the end is actually our ghost host who's been taking us all through this um, anyway. So um, anyway, and then there was Exitensio's script. And the interesting thing is his script, you know, he wrote Grim Grinning Ghost. His script could actually be dropped in to the mansion today with very little changes. And I, and I, talked, I talked a little about his script when I talked about the Haunted Mansion. He wrote it in 1968. And it all centered, you might remember when I talked about how one of the scripts centered around a raven. And yeah. it, it's... Yeah, and it's and that was Exitensio. And it started there was a raven in the stretching room and and and, and there's one in the conservatory in the seance room in the there is one in the ballroom. So I if you've never found it, I challenge you all to look for it because it's still there. Um that you know, and there was uh there's of course the one in the cemetery and as you leave. And all throughout, though, the show focuses on the Raven looking for someone in the group. 
And it turns out, of course, that this raven is really the spirit of the ghost host. And then what they went on and they talked about is um, the the mansion opened, you know, in August 1969. And then they went through and they talked a lot about all the different changes that it had gone through, um, you know, over the years and the different effects and things like that. They they talked a lot about Leota because Leota, of course, was Kim um, Irvine's mother. And she had a she she what I loved about this is she told some really funny stories. Like for instance, um, you know, uh, they well what we didn't know what I didn't know was is that Harriet Burns was first asked to be Leota because she was the first woman in Imagineering. But when they filmed her, um, her features were too small. Now, um, Leota Toombs, she was the fourth woman in Imagineering, but she had those high cheekbones and large eyes, and they said she was perfect for filming. So when they were filming her and all that, they actually had to tie her hair to the chair and back in the chair and then put her head in a brace so that she wouldn't move. And then um, Blaine Gibson made a life mask of her as the, and then and then they did the filming. But she had to pantomime the words because those are not um, that's not her voice. It's Eleanor Audrey who did the voice of Maleficent and Madame Tremaine um, okay. did that. So but what happened is, though, is that um, Leota had to mouth she had to get the words perfectly so that when so that she could pantomime them to Eleanor's um words. So Kim Irvine had a really funny story is that she um so her mother practiced in front of a mirror for hours. <clears throat> and so Kim came home with some friends like after a dance or the prom or something um, to school. And her mother's in the basement of the house. And all she's doing is sitting in front of a mirror doing the incantations in the seance room. And her friends after a while just said, what's going on with your mother down there <laughs> and all that. Um, then there's then there's another one. Um, you know, now, of course, Leota does appear elsewhere in the mansion with her real voice. And do you all know where that is? Isn't what? that little Leota? That's right. Yeah, that's little Leota. Yeah. That's actually Leota Toombs' real voice. as She had a very childlike voice. Well, well Kim Irvine told another really funny story of when uh, she, she, she was taking her children through the mansion one day. And she, uh, as they were going out, you know, they're going by little Leota. And she turned to the children and said, say hello to grandma. And then a guest behind them said, that woman is a freak. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, the, she had another funny stories when um, her mother was working on uh, the the it's a small world in in Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, and they were all, but they were also working on the Mickey Mouse Review, and her mother was at a store trying to get some clothes for the uh, the. Alice in Wonderland um, audio animatronic. She needed the little Mary Jane shoes. And so she found them in a store and the, uh, and Kim is with her and the, and the clerk comments, well, those, those shoes are not going to fit your daughter's feet. And Leota goes, that's okay. I'll just cut off her toes. Oh my gosh. 
so anyway, so she apparently had quite a sense of humor. They mm-hmm. talked about um, all the colors of the on the facade of the mansion, and, and that was remarkable. Of course, that's John Hench. How he used eighteen different colors and all that to exaggerate the shadows in order because he used forced perspective through the paint to make the uh, to make the um, mansion appear larger but like and to make the porch appear deeper and to make the balconies appear deeper and they showed the uh sort of like the um facade and with all the um where all the paint goes that they give to the painters it was remarkable and all of that and check out the lighting because at night it's supposed to look like the moonlight is shining through magnolia trees onto the uh onto the mansion and then they just and then they went on and talked about the horticulture and an old pet cemetery and the hearse and and its little history there and the haunted mansion holiday and how controversial it was and um and and at first they wanted to do a scrooge overlay but they thought it wouldn't work and tony baxter suggested tim burton's nightmare before christmas um kim burton is the new leota for for the overlay and they found out that her cheekbones and eyes know that perfectly match her mother's in that. Um, they, they, and then, oh, and they talked about, I think we commented on this, how, you know, the new cemetery now that's up on the hill. Uh-huh. And she talked about what happened to that. Because, you know, it used to be up there. And then when they right. did the first Haunted Mansion overlay, and, you know, they replaced the tombstones with pumpkins, they lost the tombstones. And they could never... Um, they could never get it back in the budget again to recreate the tombstones. And those were all, of course, uh, you know, they were tributes to the the Imagineers that worked on the mansion. So uh, we commented a little while ago how they were doing construction up there and they were building a retaining wall. That's because the trees had gotten too big because there's only a few feet of dirt there um, because the tunnel for the train is right beneath there. So um, what they had to do is they had to replace the trees and all that so that because the, the big trees couldn't take root because it was only three feet deep. So they had to replace, they needed the trees, so they had to rethink it and replace it. And they worked into the budget. They snuck it in, the replacement of the tombstones. Nice. That's so, awesome. So, they sure make yeah. a nice, it's nice to see them there again, you know? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So it was really, really well done. I mean, it was an excellent um, presentation. You know, there was a lot more to it and all that. The Winchester Mystery House was live tweeting it and all that. So um, anyway, so yeah, so it was great. Pretty cool. It's so cool that you get to experience things like that at the museum, Michael, you know, with everything that you know about Disneyland and for people who appreciate Disneyland and then to be there at the museum surrounded by so many artifacts of Walt Disney and to hear these stories by these people that are so close to the attractions and, and, and the creativity. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, just feel so lucky that the museum is up here. And since I can't be near Disneyland, you know, this is the next best thing. But uh, Ed Square, I got the chatting with him afterwards. And we were talking about uh, uh, how we first learned of the Haunted Mansion in Disney World and Disneyland. And, and it, it related back to when I was working for Disney. And he, and so we got into that. And he asked, um, 
uh, what did you do for Disney, you know, when you were, you know, a boy? And I told him, I said, well, not a lot of people know it. And I explained about the club and Walt wanted a new one in each generation. And I was a, and I was a 60s club. And he said, oh, you were the 60s club. Did you work with? And he, he rattled off a couple of names. I sort of vaguely remembered. And I said, yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, I know all about that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, somebody knows about it. And then I said, how do you know about it? And he said, I've seen all the photos. Ooh, and I thought, I thought, there's photos? <laughs> so, yeah, he said, yeah, they're in the archives. So um, so that was, that's, that was nice to know. <laughs> so, now, if you can anyway, get so, Dave Smith to get you in those archives to see the photos. I know, really. <laughs> anyway, right. so that was it. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. All right, Nancy, your rapid fire, ma'am. Oh, man, how do I do a rapid fire by Universal Studios after Michael does that while my router goes <laughs> All out? All right, that's going to do uh, a segment. Anyway, <clears throat> so I just had two things um, from Universal. Um, one, um, if you're going to Halloween Horror Nights, um, they're having what they call... Um, killer deal nights so if you dine at a, um, a handful of the city walk restaurants they will give you discounts if you are going to horror nights bubba gumps has 10 percent off buca beppo has 10 percent off food purchase these are all like usually exclude alcohol um Cam camacho's cantina uh-oh, did you guys lose me again? Nope. No, I hear you. No, no, okay. I just I just heard something go... I know, I don't know Skype if that noise. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so, Camacho's Cantina, 10% off food. Samba, buy one, get one half off on all food or items. Sparky's is giving 15% per off mini, mini donuts. Subway, 15% off food purchase. Tony Roma's 15% off. Wolfgang Puck. 10% off. So that's one of the two things that they announced this week. And the other thing is their Hollywood Studio Universal Studios Hollywood mobile app is now live. So you can download it from App Store and Google Play. And the things you can do with it is you can see all wait times for rides, attractions, and shows. It gives you alerts to know uh, um, to let you know when a wait uh, a line's wait time reaches the time you want. Oh, so nice. if you want it to get down below a certain level, you can do that. Set reminders before st show start times. Find your way with the GPS-enabled park map. Use filters to find the perfect ride shop or place to eat. Create an itinerary to plan your adventure. Always be in the know with park notifications on news, events, attractions, and schedule changes. Set a parking reminder to find your car by section, level, and aisle. And you can also directly um, share your experience on Facebook and Twitter. And as I've mentioned before, they have the, their free Xfinity Wi-Fi throughout the whole park. Oh, they do? Yes. I mentioned that the last time when we talked about it. Oh, okay. Like when I, when I went over to go see Hogwarts and do all that. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, so they have wi -Fi, free Wi-Fi and all that. Very cool. Um, Denise is in the chat room. Um, anything we need to add about the Dismeet, Denise? We'll wait. Well, we did mention it at the beginning of the show, the but with Denise, yeah, she, was, yeah. But she, she, she and Teresa, they're planning. Mm -hmm. I know they, they were 
talking with the folks over at um, Grand Legacy last weekend, um, we may end up recording if we when we record a show for the for the meet, recording on Mm -hmm. the roof on the rooftop. Oh, how fun! Oh, they they they, I hope it's nice weather. They've done it. They've done a show. Somebody's done a show, and, and Denise gave me the the link. I just haven't listened to it yet to see what the sound quality would be like up there. But I, I sure think it would be, I would, I would almost be willing to sacrifice a little bit of sound quality to say that, um, we recorded on the roof. Um, yep. And, uh, again, uh, Teresa or Denise is reminding us that, um, they added a donation only. Uh, so that is there on the Eventzilla site. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. It sounds like mm-hmm. most of us will be there. We'll have to. We'll have to. Yep. Yep. Coerce Tony into showing up. We made well, we'll our just room have to get Tony right to put in a vacation. Right, we'll exactly. just have yeah, to put. Just, yeah, don't, yeah, get him to put in a don't vacation. Don't book anything that way that week. That yeah, weekend. you already booked. You already booked to go, right, Michael? Oh yeah, we booked right away. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So we we've got our rooms at the uh, at the headquarters <laughs> of the event. The Hollywood um, Tower Hotel. Oh, Yes, <laughs> that's right, or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's an ugly building. But uh, oh, um, something that Chatterati brought up in, in yeah. here: the Winchester Mystery House announced that they found a new room. That was asked at the event since Walter Magnuson was there. That is not exactly true. Apparently, when they sent out the press report, the reporter that uh, read the press release only read the first paragraph. And then ran with it that it was a new room because I thought it was fishy because I know that uh, that um, Sarah Winchester was actually trapped in her bedroom in a 1906 earthquake, not in an attic. And that and when I saw the photos of the attic, I thought uh, that looks awfully nice to have been a room that's been holed up for close to a, you know over a hundred years or so. So um, actually, what it is is that it it's a new interactive room that they set up almost like a shooting gallery that is in the attic it's set up like an attic and all of that it is not a new room in the um, winchester mystery house if that reporter had cared to have read the rest of the news report mm-hmm. he would have known that um however they <laughs> he did try to put a spin on it a bit and said but it doesn't mean to say that in that vast sprawling mansion that there aren't rooms that are still boarded up that we've not yet found it's just that this is not one of them (laughs) so anyway so that's that but i i really recommend people go to that that is a um it is really a trip that house and they gave out discount tickets um at the at the walt disney family museum for it so but it's definitely worth going, especially if you're a Haunted Mansion fan, because you will see where Ken Anderson got some inspiration for the design of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion. Very cool. All right. So Denise is adding that uh, the menu looks great for the lunch on Saturday at the Dismeet, and they are decorating the room in the colors of Cinderella blue and silver. Very cool. Also, Ooh, also, nice. also a reminder that pricing will go up come January 1st. So if you're planning on going, uh, sign up now. Um, and we're going to work on an event for the evening as well. Uh, maybe fireworks on the roof, fireworks from the roof. So 
keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah. All right. Um, be if you're listening live, be sure to stick around for Michael's look, continuing look at the 1980s. That is going to do yep. it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Plug podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.